Hi, all. I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, January 12th, 2023, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have an awesome show for you today. Best 360 virtual tour cameras for real estate photographers in 2023. And our subject matter expert today to visit on this topic is Ben Claremont, virtual tour mentor and virtual tour pro course creator. Ben, thanks for sharing your expertise with us today. It's my pleasure. For context for today's show, uh, give us a little uh, Ben Claremont uh, 360 virtual tour pro and your subject matter expertise for, for context for today. Yeah. So, hi everyone. Hope you're all well. So, basically, I run a YouTube channel um, where I dedicate all of my content to 360 cameras. So, anything from the latest and greatest 360 video cameras to the more high-end cameras that you would use for virtual tours and everything in between. There's a lot of 360 cameras out there, and I make it my mission to really get to know and share these cameras with you guys. So, and, and I, worth, excuse me, and worth pointing out, you have 149,000 followers on your YouTube channel as of today. Yeah, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen a lot of growth on my channel with the growth of the 360 world. Um, the use of 360 cameras has really, it feels like it's at least doubled, if not tripled, every single year since I started back in 2015. Um, so the demand has gotten really big. So I started a channel um, about five or six years ago, and it's now at that point where it's getting a lot of views. But um, also from making content over the years, I discovered that there was a really big interest in virtual tours. And I was getting more and more questions about how to do everything, how to shoot, how to edit, um, which virtual tour software should you use? And everything in between. So it got to a point where I decided I'm going to make a, an ultimate virtual tour masterclass, which is called Virtual Tour Pro, which is a step-by-step -step online course that basically shows you um, not only how to like um, capture and edit virtual tours, all the technical stuff, but also how to build a business around virtual tours from scratch. So um, yeah, that's, that's my story. Um, some of you may know me, some may not. If not, it's nice to meet you and hope we can give you some value and share some good tips about which 360 camera you should buy in 2023. Awesome. And Ben, I'm, uh, later in the program, I'm going to ask you a little bit uh, deeper dive on Virtual Tour Pro course, as well as we'll have a couple of special offers for WGA and TV viewers. So stay tuned for that. Uh, ben, where would you like to begin today talking about uh, today's topic? Yeah, so this is a really big topic with a lot of potential options. 360 cameras, it, they've really expanded to do so many things and there's so many options now. And it's I get hundreds of questions from my audience almost every single day. I get around 100 questions and most of them are to do with which 360 camera should I buy. It's the, the most popular question I get. So therefore, I always have to be up to speed with what all the, the best cameras are. So I'm going to try and break this down into topics because I think there's different 360 cameras for different use cases. So um, to all of you watching this and listening, um, you, you probably are looking for a 360 camera for a specific use case and everyone's is slightly different. So I'm going to go over the main use cases. So the first one I'll start with is if you're looking for a 360 camera that shoots 360 photos and 360 videos, because 360 video is a very popular use case for 360 cameras. So sometimes people are looking for a camera that shoots a bit of both, um, where 360 video is strong and 360 photography is high quality. So that's the first kind of um, niche of, of um, 360 camera users. And then there's, um, for virtual tours, obviously there's just the pure 360 photographers that don't care as much about 360 video, but you're here to shoot virtual tours professionally. And there are different levels of 
um, 360 cameras and quality you can get from 360 cameras. There's entry-level cameras and there's higher quality cameras. So I want to address both of those markets because it's a mistake to go for a high quality camera when you're just beginning. Um, so it's good to just know where you're at and what your goal is. And then you get a camera that suits that. Then finally, we've got, um, if you're shooting for Google Street View, that's a very popular use case. Um, which camera should you consider for Google Street View? And then we're going to wrap it up um, with Matterport. And if you're shooting for Matterport and 3D virtual tour platforms, which camera should you buy? So I, hopefully- I think this is an, an interesting overview of a framework for the show, uh, Ben. And I, I say that because so many people ask the question, which is the 360 camera or 3D camera should I buy? And really the question is, well, what's your use case and what are your circumstances? So I'm super glad that you're kind of categorizing or providing some buckets and context for uh, helping evaluate which, which is the right 3D 360 camera for you. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, you need to identify your use case and then get a camera that suits because to be honest with you, something I've noticed over the years is when someone gets introduced to the concept of a 360 camera, it's usually by the company who has the best marketing. And often that company is Insta360. So, so often I see people starting a virtual tour business who came across Insta360 and they go buy an Insta360 camera for virtual tours. And that is actually a mistake because most Insta360 cameras right now are tailored to 360 video and not 360 photography, but it's only because their marketing was good and they were the first camera company that people come across that they end up buying an Insta360 camera. And I love Insta360 cameras. I use them a lot, but when we're thinking about virtual tours, they're not the go-to cameras. So um, it's just important to not make that mistake to evaluate your specific use case. So with that said, I'm going to jump into my first kind of um, subtopic within this video, which is what which 360 camera should you buy if you're looking to shoot both 360 video and 360 photography? So maybe you've got a virtual tour business, you're just starting out, but you also want to shoot 360 video either for social media, for your business, or even for um, video virtual tours and live streaming. So you want a bit of both, 50-50, 360 video and 360 photos. Well, this is probably the only category where Insta360 is the obvious option because they do 360 video so well. So they released two, well, they released a couple of cameras last year in 2022, but the two that stood head and shoulders above the rest were the Insta360 X3 and the Insta360 ONE RS 1 inch. So these are two really good 360 video cameras and they're targeted towards different audiences. So the X3 is the more consumer friendly camera. It's more of an action camera. So you get this if you do plan on shooting maybe a little bit of action or you wanna go near the water, um, but it's not super expensive like the, the one inch. So the, the X3 is $449. The one inch is uh, $799, so nearly double the price. However, the one inch Insta360 camera is the better choice for professional virtual tours because it has a one inch sensor. So that means that it produces better 360 photo and 360 video quality because of the, the um, better sensor that it has. This sensor is much smaller. I think it's a half inch sensor. So they're both really good cameras. I would say you should pick the X3 if you're just starting out, if you're, you've just discovered 360 photo and video and you want a good camera that does it all and you're working with a budget of under $500, I'd choose the Insta360 X3. But if you're willing to spend a little bit more money for better results with both 360 photos and 360 videos, the one inch shoots much better um, uh, both photos and videos because of the one inch sensor. It does really good raw shots, um, has an inbuilt setting called Pure Shot HDR which is basically a nine shot bracketed HDR photo that it combines together in Insta360 Studio and outputs a file that you can edit, a raw file that you can recover a lot of 
data from. It's not as good as some of the cameras I'm about to, to talk about a bit later, but this is a great option for an all-around 360 photo and 360 video camera. So Ben, so, just for clarification, so I want to say you're in Melbourne, Australia, but you're actually quoting prices in US dollars. Yeah, well, I'm in Sydney, Australia, Sydney, actually, me, Sydney. but, yes. but um, yeah, in US dollars, I find that most people um, kind of operate in USD. And I think a lot of your audience will be in America, probably very few in Australia. Um, so, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so USD I'm referring to. So the, the Insta360 one-inch camera is 799 USD and the X3 is 449 USD. All right. So that's the first category if you're just starting out and you're doing 360 video and 360 photos. All right, now let's move on to virtual tours. So you've decided, no, I'm focusing just on virtual tours and I'm looking for a camera that I can use in my virtual tour business to offer professional virtual tours to clients. Well, I'll start on the entry level side. So let's say you've just discovered 360 photography and virtual tours, but you're not yet ready to invest, let's say $1,000 or more on a camera, because it can be a lot if you're just dabbling and you're still not decided, you're not 100% sure that you want to do this, but you want to start dabbling. So this is where I'd suggest a more entry-level camera, and there are a few good options for that. So when you're just getting started, the first piece of advice I'd offer is keep your workflow simple. You don't want to have a 100-step workflow when you're still learning the photography terminology. You want something that you just set up, you press a button, and it captures a photo, and it looks pretty good, and then you can upload it to your whichever virtual tour platform you're working with. So if that's the case, if you're just starting out and you want something simple that delivers a good result, my current two choices for this category are the Ricoh Theta X, which was released last year. So this is like a simplified version of the Z1, which is the previous Ricoh camera. And this does fantastic inbuilt HDR 360 photos with 60 megapixel resolution. That is quite a lot of resolution. And this is the kind of camera you would use if you plan on doing no editing whatsoever. If you don't care about photo editing, you just want a shot that looks good enough that you can upload to your virtual tour platforms, then the Theta X is going to be the winner here because the inbuilt HDR shots from this are so good that you actually don't need to do much editing. So it really is fantastic. I've got a full review on my YouTube channel as I do with all of the other cameras I mentioned in this video. This video. Um, but the Theta X is- Let me just point out there that your YouTube channel, super easy to find Ben, just go to YouTube and at Ben Claremont. Yeah, yep, that's right. Just search Ben Claremont. So yeah, got, um, if you want to see um, examples um, of, of what all of these cameras can do, but the Theta X really is a fantastic camera. So currently this is $799 as well, but I would say this is a better option than the previous camera I mentioned, the Insta360 1RS 1-inch in terms of workflow. So with this one, it takes more steps to shoot and edit. With the Theta X, it's one button to shoot, and then you download your photo and upload it to your virtual tour platform. So especially for real estate, this is a fantastic option. Um, and the, the photos are really good. They're not perfect. Um, it does, around the seam line, it can be a little bit soft, but I find when you angle the seam line towards an empty area of the room, so most rooms have corners, you just angle the seam line towards the corner and then the center of the lens should be capturing the most important part of your room and it will be crystal clear. I'm very impressed with the Theta X in terms of its simple workflow and it's really good inbuilt HDR. The second camera I'd recommend isn't technically a 360 camera but it can shoot 360 photos and it's called the Tricio Lite 2. So how this one works is it's got one single lens and you can either just press the button here on the side or connect to your smartphone and it does a full rotation. So 360 degrees, as you can see on the back, there's nothing, 
but it does a full rotation and then it stitches the 360 photo together with 32 megapixel photo resolution. And these photos are extremely um, clear with the main reason being the center of the lens of the Tricio is facing all directions. And that's something you don't get with most other 360 cameras because there's a with other 360 cameras like the Theta X, there's a lens on either side, which means you get a sharp image in the middle where the lenses are facing, but on the sides, it's a little bit softer. Whereas with the Tricio, it rotates. It's got a little built-in rotator here at the bottom. So it's rotating the center of the lens towards all directions, which means you get more sharpness all the way around. The best part about the Tricio is that it's cheap. It's $379. That is the cheapest of most. In fact, I'd say it's the cheapest of any camera on this list or any camera you should consider for virtual tours. Um, I've got a review of the Tricio on my channel but I really do recommend this, especially as a fantastic entry-level camera, which will shoot really good um, 360 photos for virtual tours with very minimal effort. It's up to you whether you want to color correct Tricio photos or not, but they are really good color corrected or not. So those are my two recommendations for entry-level virtual tours. So if you're just getting started out and you want something easy, go for those two. Next, I wanna move into the next level up. So let's say you want something better. You're willing to spend more money for more quality and better results. Well, there are a few different options here. So the, the method that the, the high-end virtual tour professionals are using, and I'm talking about the non-Matterport professionals, the people that shoot virtual tours for businesses and um, just most other use cases, um, they shoot with a DSLR and a panoramic head. This is a much more advanced technique, um, but it delivers the best quality because it's a DSLR captures extremely high resolution with a high quality lens. And you need to use a panoramic rotator like the Nodal Ninja is the most popular one that rotates a DSLR 360 degrees. It's a very advanced workflow, but I feel like I just need to preface all of my videos with that because there's always someone in the comments that says, hey, these 360 cameras are nothing compared to my DSLR. So I, I always like to mention that even though the DSLR method is, is very complicated and a bit impractical, especially if you're shooting a lot of volume and you want to be speedy, um, DSLRs can take time, especially um, patching the nadar, which is the bottom, and the zenith, which is the top. Um, so that's that's the, the highest of the high end will be a DSLR. It's the equivalent of the Matterport Pro 3 camera um, for, for non-Matterport virtual tours. All right, aside from that, now that I've put, got that out of the way, the camera, the 360 cameras I recommend, and there's a few of them here. So the first one um, is the Insta360 one inch. I would still use this. Um, I would say this is the next level up from the previous two because it shoots raw and because it's got a one inch sensor, which means it's good in low light. There's less noise and you'll get sharper images with better quality um, overall with the Insta360 one inch. And again, it's a great 360 video camera that shoots 6K 360 video. The other one is the Theta Z1. And this is, camera is getting a bit old now. I think it's nearly four years old, but it's still a contender in 2023. There isn't much that can beat it still. Um, because it was released with a one inch sensor. And despite the resolution being a bit on the low side, it's only 23 megapixels because of the one inch sensor and the really nice big lenses and fantastic camera build quality. Um, the actual end result you get from this camera looks much more than 23 megapixels. So the most popular method for shooting with the Theta Z1 is using the dual fisheye plugin, which is a third-party plugin that allows you to do automated bracketing with your 360 virtual tour photos, which basically means you can capture windows clearly. So you can see what's outside, you can see what's inside, and it all looks even. Whereas with a lot of 360 cameras and and the people that are using Matterport, I'm sure you've experienced this a lot, is blown out windows and highlights that are too bright. 
Whereas when you can take manual control of your camera, that's when you can really bring back those highlights to get a perfectly balanced image, similar to a DSLR real estate photo. So that's what the, the Theta Z1 brings. It's still a good camera. I still do recommend it. So if for, you're looking... Excuse me, Ben, for, for clarification. So uh, Ricoh Theta Z1 51 GB, Ricoh yes. Theta Z1. Yes. Yeah. So um, the first time they released it, I think it had 19 megabytes of storage, but they re-released it with 51 gigabytes, which is a very strange number. It doesn't make sense. You'd think it would be like 100 or 200 or whatever, but 51, there you go. But that's the same thing. So if you're searching for the Theta Z1, you'll come across the 51 gigabytes. So just for clarification, if you're going to Amazon, for example, and you're typing in Ricoh Theta Z1, you're really looking for the Ricoh Theta Z1 51 GB, which is the current version of yeah. the camera. Yeah, which obviously just refers to the storage capacity, 51 gigabytes. Um, yeah, so it will show up regardless of whether you put 51 GB or not. But right now, I believe that's the only one that is available on Amazon. 51 GB. So I've got lots of videos on my channel that cover the Theta Z1. It's been my primary camera and the main camera I used within my virtual tour pro course. And I have thousands of my students who love the Theta Z1 and have been using it professionally for clients around the world. And this for me is the perfect middle of the range camera um, for shooting high quality virtual tours that look really good um, and is compatible, compatible with most virtual tour platforms, including Matterport. So now I want to mention one more camera. Now that I'm talking about um, just general virtual tour cameras, I'm, I want to mention one that's a bit left of field that you may not have heard of, but it has potentially one of the most groundbreaking features of every 360 camera. And that is the X-Phase Pro X3. I'm holding it in front of me here. This camera has, I think it's around 20 lenses. So all around, as you can see, there's so many lenses. It's got two on the top and it's even got some on the bottom. It's got two here underneath the handle and it's got a big inbuilt handle here. But why this camera is amazing is it shoots 124 megabyte 360, um, sorry, megapixel 360 photos. 124. For context, the Theta Z1 shoots 23 megapixel. The Insta360 one inch shoots 21 megapixel. The Tricio shoots 32 megapixel. This shoots 100, sorry, excuse me, it's 134 megapixels, which is a lot. So this is a massive um, megapixel count on this camera and it's almost unbelievable. But the reason that it does it is because it's got so many lenses. So all of these lenses, I think it would capture probably around like eight um, megapixels per lens, but because it's got so many and it's covering the full 360 degree field of view, it's able to shoot 134 megapixel 360 photos. And that's truly incredible, which may make you think that like, why am I even mentioning any of the other cameras when you could have just said this all along? Well. The reason is this camera isn't perfect. It's from a company called X-Phase. So it's a, a lesser known company that don't update this camera very much. Um, the workflow involved with capturing 360 photos with the X-Phase, it's not super easy. The desktop and mobile apps are severely underdeveloped and the workflows are going to take time to even produce one photo. Not that long. Um, once you get a hang, get the hang of it, you can be shooting photos in say a minute or two, and then you can download them to your phone. And then I just airdrop to my Mac from there. But the main downside is that um, they do require some editing and the HDR, the inbuilt HDR, because HDR is a feature that all virtual tour cameras need. It's integral to being able to see outside and minimize overblown highlights. With the X-Phase, I found it doesn't handle it as well as other cameras. So you're more prone to getting blown out highlights with the X-Phase. And 
it outputs some unusual file types, but it doesn't output a raw file. It outputs a JPEG. And there's only a certain amount of editing you can do on a JPEG file. So that's why um, the X phase really does have a lot of potential, but it requires a lot of learning and practicing and, and understanding the kinks uh, in it to get those really high quality photos. Because when done right, these photos can be industry leading, like much better than any other 360 camera out there. However, in any high contrast situations, and we've all been in these situations where we're shooting at sunrise, sunset, we have the sun coming in really brightly through just one window only in a room, and it's blowing everything out. This is where a camera like the Theta X is going to do a fantastic job, and the X phase is going to fail miserably. So you need to have a think about your use case. Like, am I shooting a lot of high contrast scenes? If I am, maybe I want to go with something that has better inbuilt HDR because you'd have to do literally no editing with the Theta X and you've got great dynamic range. Whereas with the X phase, while you will have more quality and way more megapixels, you're going to have to do a lot more editing. So if you're very comfortable with editing, then you'd want to consider the X phase. Um, but if not, um, yeah. But let, let me ask you about that editing phase. I know in the last four or five months, you did a video on YouTube about post-processing with AI. So are, are we at the point where it may not matter in terms of the image quality that's captured because it, it can be enhanced with AI, whether it's blurry or sharpness? That's a fantastic question. Dan? So yes, absolutely. That's a really, really good point you're bringing up because AI is getting really good, especially, I mean, with everything it's becoming good, but something we've noticed in the photography community is with software such as the Topaz suite. I really like Topaz software. If you haven't heard of them, um, I've got reviews on my channel of the Topaz software, but what the Topaz suite does is it very effectively uses AI to denoise noisy images and to sharpen blurry images. And they are compatible with 360 photos, which means you could take a low quality photo from a cheap camera and make it look like it's double the quality or that the sensor is better than the sensor was on the camera. Now, right so now, that, there is that, a may, that may speak to this particular camera, the X-Phase Pro, is it X3, is that correct? Yeah, X2. X-Phase Pro X2. Pro X2, 134 megapixel. So you might be buying a lot of megapixels that add to your workflow, download, upload, download, upload process. And it sounds like that you've mentioned with Topaz, with an AI plugin, you might be able to take a much less expensive camera and really get the quality that you thought you were going to get by paying more for a camera. Yeah, correct. So it's all kind of a trade-off. I mean, generally with 360 cameras, you need to figure out what your use case is and what your priority is. I think for real estate, in my opinion, the number one priority should be dynamic range because you need your shots to look even. You can't have blown out windows because every room more or less is going to have a window. And if you have a virtual tour where every room has photos that are completely blown out, it doesn't matter how many megapixels they are. It's 134 megapixels of white. And that doesn't look good. Um, I mean, I think it's tolerable to a degree. And I don't think that you are necessarily always going to get that with the X phase once you start playing with manual settings a bit and really refining your workflow with this camera, you're not always going to get that. However, dynamic range is one of the downsides of the X-Phase. This really is a camera better used um, in even lighting and outside. So if you're shooting outside, and that brings me on to my next topic, which is Google Street View. I think if you're shooting outside for Google Street View, a camera like this could be really incredible because it's capturing um, that really high quality without that issue of the mixed lighting, having to bring back the highlights and bring up the shadows to balance out the image. So the X-Phase is potentially a good camera for Google Street View. It does have a built-in GPS, and that's something I need to stress. With Google Street View, so any of you out there 
who are considering offering Google Street View as part of your virtual tour business, you're going to need a camera with GPS. This is a big mistake people have made, including myself. I can't tell you how many times I've I've shot tours. Yep, Dan's raising his hand. Um, and GPS was switched off or it wasn't working or it wasn't even a feature of the camera to begin with. So um, something you need to be aware of is does your camera have GPS and you need to test it thoroughly before every shoot. I can't stress that enough. So if you're looking for a, a camera for, for Google Street View, make sure it has GPS compatibility as one of the main features. Um, the X-Phase does, I haven't tested it extensively, but one camera I have is the Insta360 X3, the camera that I started with earlier. So this is because this is built as an action camera, one of the features is having a GPS for people that might be doing driving or motorbike riding and they wanna see their trails or their track that they've just driven. GPS is one of the features of this camera. And they've also adapted it to be a Google Street View camera because of this accurate GPS capture. The X3 is a good option because when uploading blue lines to Google Street View, um, it helps or Google actually prefers that you capture a video and not a photos. And this makes it much easier if you're capturing a lot of land. If you're covering a long distance, if you capture a video, it's going to be so much easier to extract screenshots than if you were to do a time lapse and manually piece them together later in a virtual tour software. And, and one of the big features of the, the X3, obviously, is 360 video. One of the best features being uh, active HDR, which is HDR video, which means you have proper um, dynamic range in your 360 videos and you've got GPS capture at every point of the way, which makes this a great camera for... Um, for Google Street View, it's got a couple of modes as well. It's got pure shot, um, uh, pure shot mode for photos at 72 megapixel quality. It's not actually 72 megapixels. I think they're using a quad Bayer sensor. So it's about a quarter of that, but maybe it's somewhere in between um, like 20 and, and 72. Um, but also it's got 8K time-lapse mode, which should be very soon compatible with Google Street View um, in terms of capturing GPS data and uploading that data to Google Street View, which means you could capture 8K blue lines with the X3. Um, Clarification, please. Blue lines, Google Street View means? Yeah, sorry. Um, should have um, explained that. So blue lines. So you're looking at the Google Street View map and... Um, whenever you go into to street view mode, while well, you're looking at Google Maps, whenever you go into street view, you, you drag the little man and the little orange man onto the map. And normally, if it's a road, that's what we call a blue line because it is a blue line on the map. So often people will want to capture blue lines either to connect a business to the map. So you can drag the little man onto the map and you can navigate into a business from the road of a Google Street View image, um, but also some people are using Google Street View and, and 360 cameras to map uncharted territory or, or territory that Google wasn't able to get to from its mapping. So you create a blue line um, that way. So but I think can... I'm hearing three things there. First is to update a blue line, two is to get from a blue line to a business, and three is to create new blue lines. And yes. uh, certainly if you want to create a new blue line, look for a park in your community is a great way to practice because the park system may not have gotten to mapping their trails yet. Good practice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and that said, I mean, every is single- Is there anything else on, on Google Street View? Other yeah, I mean, I guess that, that said, um, I would add that any of these 360 cameras can shoot for Google Street View for individual photos. Oh, That's yes. I was curious about this one because I'm super happy with this is the uh, Lab Pano Pilot 1EE. Yes. Uh, it's got GPS built into it and it uploads to, to Google directly from the camera without having any other workflow. Does the Insta360 uh, X3, can you upload directly from the camera to Google Street View? Yes, you can. So um, in the export menu of the Insta360 X3, you can export. The only thing is currently with 360 videos, it downscales the resolution to 4K and that's not ideal. So you, it would be better to using a desktop workflow. 
spot. And then on your other cameras that you've mentioned, are any of the, the Ricoh Theta cameras uh, GPS enabled? Yeah, so good question. The Theta X is GPS enabled. However, I've found that um, horizon leveling isn't present when shooting with this. Uh, it is a good camera. And I think if you use a desktop workflow, it will be fine. But I've found that horizon leveling, so there's nothing worse than when you're navigating Google Street View and suddenly the horizon goes on 45 degrees and you, you become so disoriented that it's unwatchable. And I've found from my tests so far with the Theta X, I haven't been haven't experienced consistent horizon leveling. There may be workarounds to that. I don't know if you know of any. I, I thought the workaround was that that Google actually looks for the horizon and and normalizes it. Not the case. No, not always. Google's a little bit unpredictable. Sometimes. So I think what I'm hearing is sometimes that happens. Maybe maybe on a street, it's a little bit easier to tell what the the horizon might be. Not or yeah. not the case. Yeah, I mean Google doesn't doesn't automatically level the horizons. Um, However, if you've uploaded a video that has automatic horizon leveling, like with the camera, like the Insta360 X3, it will do that. I do want to just touch on what you mentioned, which was lab pano. And that was my final, actually my final um, camera that I was going to mention um, as part of the Google Street View section of this video. And that was that lab pano do make um, cameras that are tailor-made to um Google Street View because they've got inbuilt Google Street View upload in their cameras within the screens. You've got the, the Pilot 1EE in front of you. And I also need to mention their new camera, which is just being released as we speak, which is called the Pilot Pano, which is a very similar concept. It's a camera that, oh, you've got one. I'm jealous. I don't have mine yet. I, I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, but uh, uh, they did... Uh... Uh, Lab Pano did send me one of these, so. Yeah, great. I think I've got mine on the way as well. But um, that is another camera where you can upload from, upload to Google Street View from the actual camera. And that's definitely a good feature. If, if that's your primary purpose is Google Street View, you will want to consider a camera like that. For any other kind of situation, I don't see um, the Pilot Pano or the Pilot 1 EE as a worthy camera. Um, because it's just lacking in other aspects like dynamic range and workflows and image quality as well. Um, but absolutely, like consider lab panel cameras if Google Street View is your primary use of 360 cameras. So if you were doing virtual tours of indoor spaces, you would not recommend the lab panel ca cameras? Um, no, no, I wouldn't. Okay. Just because image quality isn't their primary function. Okay, I'm just going to point out it's a little icon right there that says uh, Street View. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic feature. All right, so now I want to move on to my final topic, and I think a lot of you will be very interested in this one, and that is Matterport. Which 360 camera or which camera should you buy for Matterport? Something I've noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed, Dan, um, when people first come across Matterport, they go to the Matterport website and they become convinced that they need to spend $8,000 on the Matterport Pro 3, um, and that's their only way to use Matterport. But that's not true. There are many ways to shoot Matterport. And while the Matterport Pro cameras do have a time and a place where they excel and they're, they're industry leading, they are not needed in most situations, especially day-to-day -day use like real estate. Um, or any or most kinds of virtual tours where you might be offering virtual tours for clients, you don't necessarily need the Matterport camera to use Matterport if that's your intention. So there are a few options here for the or, or for a few alternative cameras or setups that you could use. The first one is using the Matterport Axis, which allows you to use your smartphone um, and you connect it to the Axis. There you go, Dan's got his. And that rotates your phone automatically. Fantastic. It's not available in Australia yet, believe it or not. Mm. Um, but I'm glad you've got yours. What's your experience of using the Axis, Dan? 
Oh, that's a good question. If you're going, it, it depends on what your use case is. So uh, if you're a professional virtual tour photographer, this is not a solution for you. If you are just starting out and you want to put your toe in the water, great way to be able to experience doing a Matterport tour. If you own one or more bed and breakfasts and you want to do it yourself in terms of your Airbnb or VRBO, awesome solution. I would say the smartphone rotation captures super quality images. Um, but it's not a long, it's not a, it's not a solution if you're trying to build a business. Uh, just the workflow is just too long. And frankly, my $1,000 iPhone, I just really don't want to have it rotating. I, I, I need to use it. So if you think about using a rotator in a smartphone, you almost want to have a dedicated phone for the rotation so that you can take your calls, do texts, whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, and that kind of defeats the purpose in the first place of trying to save the money. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, I think it's training wheels to virtual tours meets Matterport. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. So if you're just wanting to dip your toe in the water with Matterport, consider the Matterport access. But I, I would even suggest skipping that step and just going straight to a 360 camera because there are many 360 cameras that are compatible with Matterport. So, I mean, we've had a few for a while. A couple of the Insta360 cameras are compatible, like the One X2 and the One R, as well as some of the Ricoh Theta cameras. So the Z1 is compatible, and I think the, the SC2 and maybe previous Ricoh cameras. But something that is coming as we speak is compatibility with their two newest cameras, which are the One RS 1-inch and the Theta X. So compatibility for these two cameras is coming. I, I believe it's going to be this month, January, latest February, 2023. I would say it's probably in, you could probably do it today, but it's not officially supported for either camera, uh, but we're so close to the point where it would be officially supported that uh, that should, the, the official compatibility of the Ricoh Theta X and the Insta 361 RS1 shouldn't hold you back from making those purchase decisions if you're planning to do Matterport. We're so close uh, on that official compatibility coming. Yeah, absolutely. They're both just around the corner. Um, so these are both really good options and better than the previous cameras that were compatible with Matterport. So I wouldn't worry about the One X2 anymore or One R. How would you compare the image quality, though, of the Ricoh Theta Z1 versus the Ricoh Theta X for Matterport or, yeah. for, for that matter, any virtual tour creation? Yeah, great question. So what I think the strength of the Theta X is over the Z1 is inbuilt HDR. It shoots really good high dynamic range photos in one click. The Z1 does do it, but it's a lot lower resolution. And I found overall from putting them side by side, the Z1 really does excel at bracketing and, and the X excels at inbuilt HDR. Well, that's what happens with Matterport. Matterport uses the inbuilt HDR algorithms of each camera. And that's the only option. You can't do bracketing. You can't do any kind of editing. It uses inbuilt HDR. And because inbuilt HDR is the strength of the Theta X, I think this is going to be a better choice in 2023. It's a cheaper camera. It's newer. And it was built for this purpose for real estate prof professionals and um, real estate photographers who want a really fast workflow with good dynamic range. And that is brought to Matterport with this new compatibility. It takes advantage of the best feature of the Theta X and this would be my choice if you're shooting um, for Matterport. That said, if you already own a Theta Z1 and you want to switch to the X, is it that much of a difference? Probably not enough to, to make it an easy purchase, but um, you, you could do it, but it's not going to be a night and day difference. I think there are different levels of quality and a lot of these cameras can more or less 
um, the pros and cons can cancel each other out and they can be a very similar quality at the end of the day once you've done color correction and you've denoised and everything you can end up with images that look very similar and with Matterport and the inbuilt HDR that it uses um, I think it will it will be pretty similar between these two however if you don't own a camera yet for Matterport and you're considering buying one I would recommend the Theta X I think the Insta 360 one inch would be a great option as well. I'd consider because these cameras are the same price. Um, however, the one inch Insta 360 camera has the advantage of being a 360 video camera that shoots 6K 360 videos, whereas the Theta X only shoots 5.7K 360 videos and they're not um, the best quality in terms of overall performance they don't have stabilization and there's a clip recording length limit of two minutes and that's just not enough um, to use as an actual 360 video camera so if you want to shoot 360 video and Matterport I'd suggest the Insta360 One RS one inch if you want to shoot just Matterport and you don't care about 360 video I'd go for the Theta X um, do you have anything to add Dan any any alternative options? Uh, well, on on, uh, on Matterport or anything else? Well, or I think speaking about Matterport, just um, what kind of cameras do you think um, a part of the conversation that we mightn't have touched on? Well, I, I would say uh, probably much like you, I'm always asked, well, which camera should I get? And I don't really want to talk about cameras first. I really want to talk about the person. So yeah. I want to know, are you a, a real estate photographer and you already have a successful business doing photos, video, drone, and you're looking for an add-on? Uh, okay, that's an interesting conversation. Are you just starting out uh, and uh, you're not really at the point where you want to spend... Uh, 3500 for a Matterport Pro 2 camera in a case, $6,000 for a Matterport Pro 3 camera, uh, $8,000 for a Matterport Pro 3 acceleration kit. It has a lot of stuff. Um, I have some mixed feelings. I would say um, uh, there's a little bit of heresy here for a real estate photographer, but I, I want to say if you're just starting out, you may find going with a 360 camera a better choice than the Pro 2 and the Pro 3 because it the image quality is going to be good enough to make the sale for the real estate agent to win the listing and good enough for the person consuming the content to make a decision about which house. So it often we as photographers, I think, can get caught up in sensor size and image quality and megapixels. And it turns out if you buy a 360 camera and you pair it with Matterport, your workflow is a lot faster. And your time is money, and it's the most expensive thing when you start evaluating purchase decisions. So if you're going to spend, uh, no matter what you spend on a camera, your time is the most the most valuable uh, piece of the puzzle. So uh, uh, which explains why you know even though this is this takes good enough quality images, it just takes too long to to use your Matterport axis in a smartphone to scan a space. So I would say, you know, Ben, if you're if you're not interested in spatial data at scale for enterprise, and we just lost half our audience with those three words, spatial <laughs> data at scale for enterprise, that's for the, the discussion on Matterport Pro 3 camera. And if that doesn't mean anything and you're just thinking about Matterport, and getting started, then you know, I yes, I come to your conclusion. Buy a 360 camera as the way to get started, and it may be the camera that you keep and you never upgrade. And part of that is because of the workflow. I I know of at least one photography agency with multiple photographers that got rid of their Matterport Pro two cameras and switch to 360 cameras, Ricoh Theta 
uh, Z1 cameras because the workflow was a lot faster. And in order to determine the price point, the amount of time that they were taking to do the tour, they, they couldn't get to the price point in their market that made sense. So having a good enough image quality at a price point that made sense in their market uh, made far more uh, sense. Uh, I think there was just one other thing I wanted to point out on that, uh, Ben, was yeah. when you start thinking about virtual tours, and there's there's probably close to 200 virtual tour platforms and 3D 360 software that we get around network tracks, and you you may want to make a decision first on which platform that you want, and then decide what camera. And then take into account the things that you've talked about. Are you interested in virtual tours? Are you interested in 360 video, et cetera? But I would just add one caveat and then we'll, we'll move on. Uh, is some cameras support nearly all platforms. And so if you think that you want to do Matterport uh, and then you think you might want to do Zillow 3D home tours, and you might want to do something else, then and you bought the Matterport camera, it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah, that's right. Matterport is a proprietary camera. It is only for the Matterport platform. So if you're just starting out, if you end up with a Ricoh, uh, a Ricoh Theta camera, a Z1 or a Theta X, then you're keeping your options open that you could use it for virtually, particularly in the United States, if you're going to be doing Zillow 3D home tours, it's going to make sense to have a, a Ricoh Theta camera. If you're going to do Matterport, that makes sense. And oh, by the way, if you're going to do iGUIDE, uh, iGUIDE Planix camera at its core is a Ricoh Theta Z1 camera. Uh, and therefore, if you decided, oh, I want to switch from Matterport to iGUIDE, you at least have a Ricoh Theta Z1 that's yeah. compatible today. And uh, I don't have any insider information on this, but I think common sense would say that iGUIDE would go support the Ricoh Theta X camera uh, within their, uh, within their uh, iGUIDE Planix kit. So I think, I think that's really an important thing is to start out with which virtual tour platform are you interested in? And if you're really not sure, keep your options open by making a decision. And that may weigh heavier in, in all your decisions when you start thinking about Rico or Insta360 or LabPano or Tricio or uh, um, we haven't even talked about some other ones, Kandau, uh, KuCam, the two versions came out at CES or the X-Phase Pro X2. So for example, the X-Phase Pro X2 is not compatible with Matterport. So, no, no, so never will you, be. Never will be. So if you decide that you're gonna buy a camera and there's a possibility you might end up on Matterport, it would be nice to make sure that you thought ahead to cover that. Absolutely. That's probably an overstood topic on that. Was there was there something else that you wanted to talk about on Matterport or, or yeah, otherwise? I mean just just um, echoing your point, if you buy the Matterport camera, the Pro 2 or the Pro 3, Matterport is the only platform you'll ever be able to use with it. You can't use anything else. Whereas if you get a 360 camera and use it with Matterport, you've got the option to use it with Matterport alternatives. And that just brings me to another little sub point I want to want to mention. I know we could, you and I could talk about this all day, Dan, but I'll try and um, keep it brief. But that is another mistake people make or, or another assumption people go to, like I mentioned at the start with people buying a 360 video camera for 360 photography, people will come across virtual tours and they'll see Matterport and they'll assume it's the only option that, oh, Matterport, that's that's what a virtual tour is. If I see a Matterport tour, like that is a virtual tour, there's no other options. But in reality, as you know, there are 150 plus virtual tour platforms and Matterport is not the only option. So it's good to be aware of that and do your research because Matterport does have some competition out there. Um, names like MetaReal, Asteroom, iSpy360, Pivotour, iGuide. There's 
so many of them and there really is and i know you've got a big list on on the we get around get around network forum um and really it's not a one-size-fits-all um, equation so it's good to but do your to, to pick up on that ben is if you are thinking about nodal view uh or ask the room or inside maps or etc so is can you check the box with the 360 camera that you're buying to to leave your options open for other platforms and you know you might say well gee why are there 150 i think we're actually close to tracking 200 uh, and why are there 50 plus 3D 360 cameras is you really need to decide what, what is your use case and what is your level of expertise? Because as you mentioned, if, if you're not into workflow and post-production post and you're looking for something that's easy peasy, simple, uh, you know, Google Street View, publish right to Google Street View, that, that's going to matter. Uh, you exactly. can certainly do Google Street View, you know, with a DSLR camera, but that's going to be a crazy workflow. Yeah, uh, so exactly. All those it's like, are important. It's like the equivalent of going and buying a Ferrari so you can go buy yourself a loaf of bread from the shop around the corner. Like, no, no, that's overkill. You don't need a Ferrari. You could walk. You could ride your bike. Yeah, it's talk to my friend of... Ivan. He 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 bought that red Ferrari so he can go oh, okay. that well, loaf of bread. But not everybody can can go off and do, and, and buy yeah, the Ferrari to buy the also bread. It, it's just not needed um, because, like, with these three sixty cameras. Um, Often people don't know the difference when they're looking at a virtual tour on their smartphone or um, some platforms display um, 360 photos at a very similar quality with a very similar presentation. And there really isn't that much difference often between, say, the Matterport Pro 3 and the Theta X um, from 90% of people looking at that virtual tour won't know or care which camera it's shot with. So it's all relative. Um, yeah, that's, we could do a whole show on good enough. You know, is the image quality good enough? Is the AI, is Topaz going to be a, a workflow solution that you won't have to think about it? If you're doing Matterport, will Matterport add that as a, a feature of, of sharpening your image quality and improving? Did, did you take a look at Giraffe 360 camera by chance? I haven't had a chance to. It's on my big long list of to-dos, many of which are, are thanks to you. Um, why I've got such a long to-do list, but I haven't. But please tell me. Uh, uh, just something else to consider. So uh, if you're a real estate photographer, it may not be on your list because it's primarily for real estate agents that want to shoot their own tours. But today there are really many real estate agents that are also real estate photographers and want to have a side hustle. So it's an interesting solution to check out. I would say go to the We Get Around Network forum, wganforum.com, type in Giraffe 360. For that matter, type in Giraffe 360, Nodal View, Pivo Pod, Ask the Room, Inside Maps, uh, you know, uh, whatever you're searching for, I think we're close to 100,000 posts among 14,000 topics. There's wow. there's a lot of people who've written a lot of words about a lot of things. Ben, I wanted to come back to, to Virtual Tour Pro course. Um, uh, you added a, a module, you have Virtual Tour Pro, and then you have Virtual Tour Pro Premium, and mm -hmm. that includes a business course as well. Can you talk a little bit about the business? Yeah, absolutely. So last year I released a brand new course. So my main course is Virtual Tour Pro, which is the ultimate virtual tour masterclass. And that's been a really popular course over the past couple of years. And something that I noticed there was a lot of demand from, from up and coming virtual tour photographers starting their own business was about business and going full time. That is something that a lot of, of situation a lot of people have found themselves in is they've started dabbling with virtual tours they've got themselves their first paid client or two but then they lost motivation or they didn't know how to approach um, new clients they didn't know how to take their business full-time and it got me thinking how um, a lot of the people a lot of um virtual tour photographers start from backgrounds as photographers as videographers generally in the creative space um, a lot of us 
have come from traditional photo and video backgrounds. And the business model is very similar for virtual tours, videography, photography, a lot of the, the steps and processes. And the way you build a business is the same. So last year, I endeavored to make um, a step-by-step -step business boot camp that you could follow to take your part-time side hustle into a full-time business. This includes virtual tours, but also if you offer other services like traditional photography and video, this course will show you how to package them all together and take it full-time, step-by-step, um, set up your business officially, how to approach and win new clients, how to scale your rates, your prices, your packages to the next level so you can take it full-time because Often there's so many mistakes that we all make that we just don't know until it's too late. So I endeavored to make this course, Photo and Video Business Bootcamp, to teach all of these business mistakes that so many people are making. So you don't have to make them and you can go full time much faster than you may have otherwise. And I've decided and that course is available on its own if you'd like to buy it um, at um I'm sure Dan has a link. Yeah, that I'll, 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 I'll give you the links because we have some special offers, but I, I would say when I started out with virtual tours, I wish virtual tour pro course and now virtual tour course, virtual tour pro premium yeah. existed when I started out because I would have succeeded much faster. I mean, just clearly that, uh, uh, Ben, what you have put together uh, in, in a course is just, it's really awesome. Uh, it's it's why we do two things. One, we have uh, uh, two offers today, uh, Virtual Tour Pro or Virtual Tour Pro Premium, is uh, you can save 15% using the WGAN coupon code WGANVTP, that's as in Virtual Tour Pro. When you go to our affiliate link, WGAN.info forward slash WGAN. VTP, again, as in Virtual Tour Pro, plus receive 12 months free WGAN TV training you in Matterport when you use the WGAN affiliate link for Virtual Tour Pro course, and then just email me your receipt for Virtual Tour Pro or Virtual Tour Pro Premium, or uh, for that matter, just for the Business Bootcamp, uh, just email Dan Smigbrod at wegetaroundnetwork.com to redeem this WGAN bonus offer for our, our viewers. Uh, again, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Virtual Tour Pro course uh, that Ben has put together. It's, Thank you. It, it's uh, you know, we have a little mantra in the We Get Around Network forum about succeeding faster. It's about giving and getting help so people can succeed faster. Ben's put together this course so you can succeed faster. And I would say, even though I went and, and looked at a good portion of the course years after I started, I still found it tremendously helpful. So there's a lot of, a lot of content that you, you just don't know what you don't know and you don't know what to ask. And, you know, you can close your eyes and you can wander around in a dark room, but hmm. it's, it's just way easier when you turn on the lights and open your eyes and you get there, you get to the exit faster. So anyway, congratulations, Ben, on that. And I would add, Ben has a ton of free, awesome content. Go to his YouTube channel, uh, at Ben Claremont is the moniker, the, the short answer, but you just Google Ben Claremont and uh, Ben Claremont YouTube channel, it'll pop up. And I think probably every camera that you've discussed today, you've done a deep dive on or any of the newer cameras that just came out that you're, you probably will be doing a deep dive. And it's not just the cameras, it's the platforms and it's the software. And I, I think, uh, you know, Ben has just done this tremendous favor to the entire virtual tour ecosystem by publishing and sharing his knowledge freely through his YouTube channel. No wonder it has 149,000 subscribers as of today. That said, there's far more content in Virtual Tour Pro and Virtual Tour Pro Premium course. Uh, uh, that's my pitch, get, get, get his course, it's awesome.
And yeah. oh, by the way, I you know I mentioned WGN TV training you in Matterport. Here's a hundred plus hours of uh, deep dive. So if you're interested in the Matterport axis, you know, well, we okay, we did a you know a deep dive hour plus with two of our members that uh, you know talked about what they liked and didn't like. You're interested in the Matterport Pro Three? We've probably done ten hours uh, mm-hmm. on that. So there's there's a ton of content, and that's totally uh, twelve months free, don't need a credit card. We'll just send you a, a link when you go get Virtual Tour Pro course, uh, saving 15% with the coupon code using our affiliate link. Uh, ben, before we say bye, is there anything else that uh, we didn't cover that we should have covered today? Um, About a thousand things, but maybe that's um, for another show because I think you and I could just talk all day about 360 cameras. Um, But I will add that I will be releasing next week on my YouTube channel, my annual video, which 360 camera should you buy, which will feature a lot of the cameras we mentioned here and a few more that are more tailored towards other things. And you'll be able to see those sample photos and sample videos from these cameras because there's so much to compare with these cameras. And if you want the visuals that that kind of go with all of these um, new 360 cameras and gadgets, you'll find it in my new video coming next week. Awesome. So today is the Thursday, January 12th, 2023. So next week, uh, look to Ben's YouTube channel. I just had one question. Which 360 camera should I buy, Ben? Um, I think you need to re-watch this video, Dan, for the answer. <laughs> I, I think we're going to continue to get asked that question. So, uh, uh, But I, I thank you for taking the time share your expertise on the best 360 virtual tour cameras for real estate photographers in 2023. Thank you, Ben. We've been visiting with Ben Claremont, virtual tour mentor, virtual tour pro course creator, and uh, uh, an awesome person, Ben. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll put that on my resume. Awesome awesome person. For (laughs) Ben in Sydney, Australia, I'm Dan Smigrod. In Atlanta, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN TV live at five.